The views and opinions expressed here on Wrestling Wind Down are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, organization, employer, or company. What's up, guys? It's Lo, and you are tuned in to Wrestling Wind Down, a female-founded and hosted podcast dedicated to professional wrestling and our favorite adult beverage. I am so fortunate as a wrestling fan to have seen the amount of women that have been able to be involved in professional wrestling, whether it's as a journalist, a podcaster, a writer, you name it. It is so amazing to see the representation of women within this sport. I am so honored to be joined by Candice Cordelia. She is a contributor to Busted Open Radio, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Fightful Magazine, and she is also a host on Broadway World. Candice is quite the busy woman, and we are spilling the wine on all of her endeavors, from what got her into professional wrestling, her experiences on these different platforms, the pieces that she's written that she holds close to her heart, who she'd love to interview in the future, and what advice she would give to other women that are looking to enter the wrestling journalism sphere so grab your glass of wine we're going in for the three count we have a jane of all trades i just asked her is there anything else that you're doing because i have so much listed on this agenda she is a contributing writer to pwi she is a contributor to busted open radio she is a writer who has contributed to fightful magazine host for broadway world candace cordelia <laughs> welcome to wrestling wine down how are you i am doing wonderful i have i don't have wine but i have my kombucha in a wine glass okay so you know what I'm drinking coffee. I'm drinking coffee with our new merch cup. <laughs> beautiful. That is beautiful. So cheers. Thank you so much for yes, having me. Yes, cheers. Awesome. Let's get into it. How did you become a wrestling fan? Wonderful question. So it all started with a coworker um, about, oh, this was maybe 20 time flies when you think about it. It's 2016, I want to say. So not that long ago. Um, but this person was really into wrestling. And at the time, I just, I'm not going to lie, I was not. I wasn't aware that it was still a thing. Of course, I knew WWE existed, but I just, in my own universe, I just really didn't know anyone that was into wrestling. Whenever I see someone really passionate about something that I'm not really uh, immersed in, I immediately get really excited and I get curious. That's just my nature. So I was all into it and I was asking this person, you know, what what's going on? What's up with wrestling? And, and I would just get the scoop um, about everyone, you know, at the time it was the Bella Twins and John Cena and like all, you know, uh, Charlotte and Sasha and the hot potatoing of the title. And I'm just like, okay, I need to, I need to see what's happening. And as soon as I started watching it, I just got hooked. And this was also around the time that Total Divas uh, was really popular. So both of those in tandem really, um, you know, I just couldn't stop watching. And I got really into the storylines of WWE. And I, you know, what really clinched it for me was seeing, and I've said this so many times, but it's absolutely true, seeing uh, Renee Paquette at the time, Renee Young, uh, backstage interviewing, because I, I didn't even know, I didn't know who the backstage interviews were at that time. And I was so used to seeing Mean Jean as a kid. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, this automatically, I was just like, I'm in everything about this is up my alley this is the flavor this is the moment I I love it and that's really I started watching it consistently and and I got hooked 
This is a Renee Paquette slash Renee Young fan account, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Renee is like one of the best. And I know that, you know, now she's in a podcast capacity. You know, she does some hockey stuff, but I don't think she realizes or maybe she does the impact that she's left on women that are involved in professional wrestling, whether they're inside the ring or outside of the ring. She has made a lasting impact being the first woman to be on commentary. And obviously she did backstage interviews. She's done shows for WWE. She left a lasting impact. I don't I hope that we see another woman, especially a woman of color in a position like that. But the way that it's going right now, you know, there are not a lot of women in these capacities. You have the men, you have Byron Saxton, you have Corey Graves. We need a woman just on these pre-shows. I know we have Caleb, but we need another woman in that capacity. We bring mm-hmm. so much to the table and we see the same people all the time. And I'm always tweeting like, can we please get a woman? Like this would be the perfect opportunity when Corey Graves was on honeymoon status. I was like, <laughs> get a woman in there. Hello, this is your perfect time to just have a woman in that capacity two or three weeks when he's out. Show mm-hmm. us what you're working with. We don't need these men, these older men from the past coming on to commentary and yeah they've done it before but i would like to see a fresh face specifically Mm -hmm. a woman doing it Mm. we're diving right into the fire i i love it usually it's like an intro like tell us about yourself what have you been doing and and this is amazing so i I mean i nominate myself nominate myself as tribute for that because i am not just for commentary like i'm I'm just going to be really clear i'm open to anything you know i i come from a background of entertainment and even before wrestling i my background is acting and journalism you know came while I took a break from acting and then I, I was doing the most, I'm, I'm always juggling. So whenever I see opportunity, I'm just like, I'm going to take it. And you're absolutely 100% right. I feel like this is the time for new fresh faces to come in. And that's not to say, oh, we're taking your spot, but we're seeing more women coming to the forefront, whether it's commentary, whether it's hosting, whether it's writing, whether it's podcasting. And that is so beautiful because just in this industry alone, and and this goes even beyond wrestling, when we're talking about sports broadcasting and we're talking about sports in general, whether it's wrestling, basketball, baseball, et cetera, there are women out there doing this, but I would like to see personally more and I would like to see them in prominent roles. And um, I mean, I would love to get into that with you, especially when we're talking about backstage interviewing and we're talking about just the rise of more women getting into this. But I agree with you. There, there's. I think the time is definitely now and it's just a matter of giving uh, us a chance to prove our ourselves. And while we're waiting, we're just working our tails off to (laughs) to get to that point because, you know, we're definitely, there's, there's a bunch of us out there just working really hard, but yeah, I feel like Renee, I don't know. um, I would love to ask her one day if she uh, understands the impact that she's had on women um, getting into this space, because just as I was stating beforehand, you know, when I was a kid, I only saw me and Jean. I, I, that was it. That's, he's a legend. He's an icon. You know, I looked up to the man because he just seemed larger than life. You know, he was in commercials and things of that nature, but I, as a child, you're not thinking, oh, maybe, and maybe you are, maybe there was a kid that was thinking, oh, I can do what Mean Gene does. But at the time, you know, if you're a kid, you're just, you know, you have dreams and you keep it moving. And, and if you don't see one, see someone that looks like yourself, sometimes you just either you think, oh, I could do it. Or you might just say, okay, I don't know. It's a dream. I'll keep going and right. see what happens or never think about it again. So yeah, Renee really opened the door. Um, she really, really did. And she did it in a way 
that was authentic. And I think that needs to be praised. Um, she was always herself and continues to always be herself. And uh, she's never not put on um, the skin of anyone that she thought she should be in order to get to the spot that she's at now, which I think should be commended. So um, I just love Renee. You know, this is a Renee stan. <laughs> you mentioned you started watching in 2016. Who are some of the superstars that you enjoyed watching back then? And who do you enjoy watching currently? Mm, I mean, yeah, I was introduced in a really unique time where, and, and funny enough, it wasn't a time where I watched a lot of NXT, but I still knew who uh, the superstars were by watching Total Divas. Mm -hmm. So um, when I was watching Raw and SmackDown, I was super into the Bella Twins. I was super into John Cena, very much into um, Sasha at the time. It's funny because when I started watching, I <laughs> it was the character. I'm not seeing the person, the character. I wasn't a huge fan of Sasha, the character, and then I grew to love her. And I was a huge, I loved Charlotte to be quite honest, but the two that really stood out to me um, whether it was on Total Divas or watching TV was were Paige and Natty. Like I just, for, for whatever reason, I think Paige for me, um, she reminded me a lot of feeling, you know, or being the other and not being quite, you know, the, the stereotypical diva at the time. But she, like Renee, was always very authentic. And, you know, she stood up for herself and she broke barriers. And I just, I loved her. I still love Paige. I just loved her vibe. I loved her gear. I loved everything about her. Same with Natty. Um, watching Total Divas, she was one of the few that really, I just was always cracking up because it, it's, I don't know anyone that's listening or watching if they remember that era. Uh, between um, Natty and I love Summer Rae too. I really do. Natty and Summer Rae, that storyline, I was, it was the soap opera of it all. I just, I loved it. And then seeing that and then also seeing them in the ring, I just really, um, Summer Rae too, she needs to get her flowers because I, I honestly really liked Summer Rae. And then also I like JoJo. I know she was doing ring announcing at the time, but I really liked JoJo. And um, on the men's side, you know, 100% John Cena, um, I really, I'm trying to think who else. I wasn't a huge Roman Reigns fan then, but I am now. I, I don't, I can't even pinpoint when the switch really happened, but I, now I love Roman Reigns. Then I was like, eh, he's all right. <laughs> he's it was okay. the blue contacts. <laughs> I was like, he's cool. <laughs> but I totally appreciate him now. But yeah, I was super John Cena and Paul Heyman too. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, just on the management front, I I loved and still love Paul Heyman. He's such a great character. Um, he's so good at what he does. And, you know, when it comes to managers, he's the best. If we're going to talk about, you know, manager or one of the best, I think he's the pinnacle um, if we're going to take it there. So those are just some folks that I, you know, I loved watching when I was getting into things. Who do you enjoy watching currently? There's so much. And this goes beyond WWE. I mean, if we're going to talk WWE, we're talking Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley um, on the NXT side. Oh my goodness. There's so many talent. There's so much talent in NXT right now. NXT 2.0. I love Wendy Chu. Um, I really like a lot of these new girls that are coming up like Tatum Paxley, Fallon Henley. Um, 
love uh, Nikita Lyons. I know that, <laughs> I know everyone's kind of split. I love Nikita. I love her. I love Lash Legend. Um, I really love Braun Breaker, uh, Zion Quinn. There's a lot. There's so much. And that's just NXT um, on the Raw, SmackDown, goodness, the Usos, Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks. Really, I like Charlotte a lot. I really do. Um, she's one, I know she can be quite divisive to people, but she she's someone that's like, superstar like she gets it 100% superstar from the gear to her attitude just everything I'm I'm a Charlotte fan um still love Natty uh I like AJ Styles um I'm just rattling off the new day just just there's so many there's so many I can't so much and that's just WWE and AEW too I mean if we're gonna get into it AEW, a lot of people. I love Jade. I love MJF. I love Wardlow. I'm loving. Oh yes, we love Wardlow over here. Oh, you do. It's a look. It's a Renee and a Wardlow Stan uh, wrestling wind down podcast episode. I had no idea. I love Wardlow. So. Okay. I'm trying to plug this wine and Wardlow Wednesdays. I feel like it would be perfect. <laughs> you see it on a billboard, and you're like, I like that. I feel like Wardlow likes a nice glass of red wine. And I, I just want to find out if he likes wine. That's all. And just have a quick convo with him. 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I won't take too much of his time. You know, what's so funny is, so I started watching AEW from the beginning, 2019. And I remember when that whole uh, storyline with Wardlow and MGF was just getting started. And since then, I always was saying, I'd always said, you know, watch out for Wardlow. He's going to be like one to watch. I remember people being like, he's just the bodyguard. What are you Mm -hmm. talking about? And I'm like, just keep watching. Just keep watching. You have to look at the facial expressions. You have, there's like all these nuances that I kept seeing and seeing how the storyline progressed. And now, you know, everyone loves Wardlow. And I'm like, how could you not? How, I mean, Look at the progression, look at the storyline, look at what's happening and look at what he's doing in the ring and outside of the ring too, you know, the facial expressions, there's acting happening. So I love that you appreciate Wardlow. I love that. Do you keep up with any other companies besides AEW and WWE? I do. You know, I keep up with Impact. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't, the most recent episode I haven't watched yet. I need to catch up on it, but I do keep up with impact. I like how impact is moving along too. Um, their pay-per-views are fantastic. I really wish that more people would watch and there's no excuse not to, because it is on YouTube. I know that was an excuse of, Oh, well, I I don't have access TV. And I'm like, no, it's on YouTube. You You and righteous Reg, you're going to make some paychecks from impact. I swear. He's on on Twitter talking about watch impact tonight. It's Thursday. And now you're on here. I'm watching impact girl. And and I don't exactly. Right. And I don't, I don't get to watch it all the time in real time every Thursday. So when I catch up with it, it's just a treat. And there's so, there's so many great wrestlers on impact too. Like Matt Cardona, we have Chelsea green, we have Morrissey who just had a fantastic match with Wardlow and AEW. So there's a synergy there. Uh, You have Josh Alexander. I mean, there's some storylines in Impact that are just wonderful. They're really, really good. And and Mickey James is on Impact, you know, here and there as well. So Tasha Steeles. Impact is, I I want people to get up on it. I don't want anyone to sleep on 
on Impact. But uh, besides Impact, I don't get to watch as much MLW. I'm trying to change that, but I am aware I keep up uh, on social media to at least see what's happening if I don't get to see it on YouTube or television. Um, and NWA also, uh, NWA is doing really fantastic stuff. They're, they're really doing some good things. And I've had some NWA uh, stars or my own pod, I almost said podcast for my own show. <laughs> uh, no, no knock on podcasts, but I have to keep it, you know, because people ask me, is it a podcast? Is it a show? Um, but I'm on my own show, uh, Face Turn with PWI. So the, the NWA superstars, they're awesome. They're really good people. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with everything, but it's hard too, you know. I Yeah, there's a lot out there. Like, yeah, everyone has a life and sometimes it's just too, it gets, I think around WrestleMania time, it was stressful. I don't know how you felt, but it was just, I was, there was a time I was watching back to back to back on one day on a fight. I was just watching show after show and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I <laughs> have to like remind myself, drink water, eat, because it gets to be, it's a lot, especially if you're in this, working in this industry, it's a lot. So take care of yourself. Let's talk about your amazing career in wrestling. You are currently a contributing writer to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, which is the world's number one wrestling magazine since 1979. How long have you been with PWI? Goodness, I honestly think the one year anniversary just passed because it was around this time uh, last year that I was I joined the ranks and I was just thinking about that yesterday so it's probably been about a year which is nuts to really think about um because it feels like I just started yesterday <laughs> on most days um but it's been great and it's funny because it's such a full circle moment to me because a few years prior um to the pandemic I actually had reached out to I don't know if I ever even explain this story to anyone. So you're getting an exclusive, but I had reached out to be a part of PWI. Um, and this was when there was a different editor in chief at the helm. And, you know, I pitched myself and I said, I would love to know if there's any opportunity. And at that point they didn't have any. So I just thought, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever happens will happen. I'll keep it moving with other endeavors. Um, and this time around, it was, it was just a shock to me because um, just through fate, through Twitter, through social media, I um, came in contact with uh, Kevin McElvaney, who's the editor-in-chief now of PWI, and we started following each other, and I was thinking, oh, I, at first I was like, oh, who's this, you know, Kevin McElvaney, I wasn't aware of who he was, and then I clicked on the bio, and I was like, oh, okay, editor-in-chief of PWI, and we started to talking, and then, you know, next thing I know, I'm, I'm pitching myself, and I'm writing for the magazine, and uh, the first article that I did, if I remember correctly, or one of the first, it was actually interviewing Jade Cargill, who at the time, yeah, it's wild. It's because at the time, this was like at the height of the pandemic and, um, you know, no one, she wasn't wrestling yet. She was just in the crowd for a few of those episodes, but you know, I'm very observant. I'm watching who's doing what, and something told me she was gaining some steam and something told me to just interview her because I could see that she was going to be someone really big uh, coming up. So I interviewed her and um, lo and behold, a year later, you know, see where she is right now. And, and 
it's after that, I just, the snowball effect just kept happening. And I pitched the show, um, besides writing for the magazine, I pitched doing an interview series because that's also my bread and butter. And, um, you know, Kevin greenlit it and it's called Face Turn with Candace Cordelia. And I just have been interviewing uh, up at, at first it started, you know, up and coming stars within wrestling mixed in with uh, the folks that you love to see, whether it's on WWE, AW, MLW, NWA, Impact, et cetera. And it's been really cool. So uh, yeah, it's just super wild to think that that was just a year ago and I, I can't even believe it. it's crazy, but yeah. What have been some of your favorite interviews that you've done so far for Face Turn? Wow. Oh my goodness. So many, to be quite honest. And the ones that jump out at me first, um, Effie was actually a really good one. I really like, or like Effie still. Um, we talked about his career and we really got into things about the LGBTQ community and wrestling. And, and he was just a joy to have on the show. Um, and I've mentioned them before as well, but uh, Chelsea Green, Matt Cardona. Um, I did Chelsea Green solo. And then I did another interview followed up with both her and Matt. And that was super fun. It was really good to get that dynamic going and to you know, talk with them. And, and from the time that I had that interview to see how they've progressed, uh, within Impact, NWA, and other promotions. It's just really amazing to see. And I also did um, a Mission Pro wrestling series that I, I pitched that idea, um, and it was spectacular. So I was able to interview uh, Thunder Rosa and a bunch of the other uh, women um, that are involved with that promotion, such as Kylan King and Maddie Rankowski um, and Rache Chanel, just a lot of women that are or have gotten to be on television and are still, you know, making their way through the ranks, getting those titles on the indies and, and really becoming household names. Um, and I'm trying to think there's been so many. Uh, I did also a series for NWA recently that was for Crockett Cup, the Crockett Cup tournament for this year. And that was really fun because I got to interview wrestlers that I, I knew they were doing really fantastic things on the scene, but I didn't know too much about them until I did more research. And it was really great uh, getting to know their backstories. So I interviewed, for instance, Hawks Airy. Um, Luke Hawks was recently on Young Rock. So during my interview, we talked about their uh, progression, not just in wrestling, but also in acting, because they have an acting resume and they've done a lot of things in Hollywood. You know, they're working, uh, Luke and his son, PJ, they've been doing work on heels uh, for stars. So we talked about that. We talked about what it meant to do stunt coordination and what they were getting into with acting um, and, and how they were, you know, managing that as well as their wrestling careers and what they were doing as a tag team as father and son, which I found very intriguing uh, because we don't see a lot of father and son tag teams, um, especially in prominent companies such as NWA. Those have been some really, really awesome interviews. Um, I also interviewed, at the time, she was known as Frankie Monet. We know her as Taya Valkyrie uh, in WWE, um, now an Impact. But I interviewed uh, Taya as well. And we talked about her clothing line and, and what she was doing at the time in WWE. So those are just a few. I mean, there's been so many. But those, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, talking with those individuals and everyone that's been on the show. I've really enjoyed talking with them because everyone comes with a really unique story and it's just a nice time to get to know them, not just as wrestlers, but as human beings. So being able to sit down and, and have a chat is always just, it's wonderful. If you could write a piece on anyone right now in professional wrestling, who would it be and why? Oh, oh my gosh, on anyone. That's such a hard question for me to answer. <laughs> 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 uh, 
goodness. You know, so many. I'm trying to think of of someone that um I mean Paige would be a good one. Paige will be a good one. I'm trying to think of someone that's really been around for a long, long time. Oh my goodness. Well, there is I can't that that'll be in it. Okay, there is someone that's coming up. I can't see who that is. So that's that's off the bucket list. I, I can, you know, tell that to you at another time. <laughs> but Paige jumps out to me. Um, you know, I have the backdrop behind me, uh, fighting with my family. I she comes to mind specifically just due to her background and and I got to know her story a bit better as a lot of her fans did because of that. I don't know if you ever watched the documentary um, about her and her family that came out some years ago. And uh, that was, I love documentaries and, and it was really cool to see the fact that she really was born into a wrestling family um, and to see how much they sacrificed for her in order to get to the WWE and going from England to the US and dealing with the culture shock and all of that. Um, I would really like to talk to her about that and, and what it means, you know, now as she hasn't been wrestling for a while, a lot of her fans wanna see her back in the ring. And I would love to know uh, her thoughts about that as well. But perhaps that that's an interview I really wanna do, you know, on camera. So if we're gonna talk about wrestling pieces, you really stumped me with this. <laughs> you know what? good lord I have to really think because there's not someone that I wouldn't want to (laughs) you know I'm I'm gonna go with because I want to say someone that everyone's gonna go with the the stone colds and the rocks and whatnot I'm going to you know I I'm thinking Trish Stratus Mm. I'm thinking Trish Stratus as a for a magazine piece or just even as you know a short piece article anywhere she would be someone that would be really intriguing for me because I want to get more into the nitty-gritty of her backstory and uh, she came up at a time where people or women were really fighting against having broad panty matches and really being taken seriously as a wrestler I feel that she would have a lot of really intriguing things to say about her time in the WWE and how she started but then also I really would like to get to know what she thinks about the wrestling industry now um, how it is for women now uh it's a hot topic today women's wrestling um and and a lot of people want to see women having more matches in uh, these big companies I would like to know her thoughts on that and to really talk about the future of wrestling what she thinks about it um her background in terms of being a Canadian uh fitness all of that stuff because she has a lot of things going on in Canada too with her brand so I don't want to get into all of that and and her being the person that she is and being a legend, her advice for up and coming uh, women wrestlers. I think that would be really cool. We're shooting our shot on here. (laughs) Let's Trish. Let's go with Trish. (laughs) Anyone really, but yeah, I'm here for it. Trish, if you're listening, if you're watching. You recently contributed to the June 2022 issue of Fightful Magazine. Can you tell us about your piece entitled The Evolution of Gear, Part 1? Oh, thank you for asking, because, you know, that is a passion, a passion topic of mine. It's something that I've wanted to do for a few years to talk about wrestling gear. I think the idea of gear, to be quite honest, is overlooked. 
Um, but a lot of fans, if you go on Twitter, especially if you watch a pay-per-view and you track and see what fans are talking about, it's not just about the movesets and it's not just about the promos and the, the spectacle of it all. There are people that are really interested in the gear. I remember, you want, you get it. Um, you know, I remember recently uh, Sasha came out wearing Sailor Moon inspired gear and people were going crazy and rightfully so because we, I look at, the way I look at wrestling is it's not just about the athleticism, what really also attracted me to wrestling besides that was the gear, were the pyrotechnics, is the storyline. It's it's the whole uh, element of entertainment. And that's why it's considered both sports and entertainment. So I had had this idea for quite some time. And, you know, I was approached in, in terms of working with Fightful, talked with Jimmy Van over at Fightful about it. And he was really into the idea. And I was like, yes. He's into it. Let's do it. So um, the research was a lot, um, but you know, I am a journalist. Due diligence. I, I did my research, and I really wanted to go back into the history of it because I think in order to understand where we are right now in the present when it comes to anything, especially wrestling gear, we have to understand the history. And it was really cool um, seeing the progression of within the different eras of time, how those different decades and eras actually influence wrestling gear. Um, so if we're looking at, say, for the 90s, you know, the 00s, the 80s, whatever was happening in the world in history at that time, whether it was even within entertainment, music, politics, you can see it playing out, you know, in the gear itself. And that's fashion in general. What we wear, whether we understand it or not, is indicative of what's happening in the outside world and also what's happening within us. Because, you know, if you feel a certain way, you're going to wear a certain look. If you're feeling a little bit, you know, if you're sick, you might end up wearing sweatpants unless you're going to be a trooper and say, you know, I'm still going to get done. up. <laughs> Some people still do that. They're like, I'm going to get done up. I might be feeling under the weather, but I'm going to still try to present and look my best. But I think um, the topic of gear is, isn't uh, praised enough. And I wanted to bring that to the forefront. And I was really excited to be able to interview some gear designers, Kim Dilla and Sway Archer, you know, shout out to them. They were fantastic with their, uh, answers and also being very supportive of the topic and really into what I was trying to do for the piece. Um, and I learned so much and I really hope, you know, this is part one, part two uh, is slated to come out in the next issue of, of Fightful Magazine because it's just, it's a long, it, there's a lot. So they had to divvy it up in two pieces, which I thought was brilliant. So part one is out now and then part two forthcoming, but uh, it was so fun to write. It really was because just getting into the different gear for both men and women and, and non-binary and, and just whoever's represented uh, within the space of wrestling, um, it was so cool to write about the gear and to look at the, the outfits and just kind of have a, a laying back into history and, and it was really awesome so i'm hoping to actually make that into a bigger uh, project and i'm really thinking about where to take that because i think the topic i i love wrestling gear i really really do and makeup and hair and just the whole the whole nine so i'm gonna put you on the spot again who do you think has some of the best gear in wrestling right now <gasps> oh my gosh sasha 100 bianca belair Liv morgan rhea ripley charlotte Becky Lynch, well, that's just on the woman's side. We're talking a man, Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah, and I didn't even mention him as someone that I was that I watched. So I'm going to put Seth Rollins for your earlier question of someone that I really gravitated towards. Seth Rollins, his gear is, is sick right now. Um, anytime he's on television, 
the first thing people notice, they're just like, oh, what is Seth wearing today? He has the salmon pink, you know, tops on, or he has like, you know, as he's doing this kind of Joker inspired, uh, you know, character that he's really leaning into right now, the outfits are just leaning into that as well. You're seeing the change and you're seeing how he's really coming out with some really slick, nice looking uh, gear. And it's, I love it. Um, Cody Rhodes as well. Cody Rhodes, really nice gear um, that he's wearing at the time being. I'm trying to think who else. Is it uh, Veer? I, mm. Although Veer outside, I don't know if anyone's seen his pictures outside of wrestling. He has phenomenal style, to be quite honest. I don't know. Y'all need to check on his, uh, his social media. His style is impeccable. It's so nice. I'm trying to think of others that really stand out. The Miz has great gear, I think. He really leans into the, the theatricality and, and the costume design of it. And it's really nice seeing what he comes up with uh, each time. Other promotions that I'm looking at, oh my gosh, Jade is at the absolute top. Jade, her gear is amazing. Um, I think Britt Baker's gear is phenomenal for the guys who we're talking about Wardlow. I mean, look, <laughs> gear or not gear, the style, you see the tux, you see the the tailor. Before we go any further, I have to bring this up. <laughs> so I tweeted two months ago, I said, who would win in a fashion face-off, Batista or Wardlow? The men went insane. They were mad. They were like, how are you talking? How are you putting these two at the same level? They're like, Batista was in Versace. Gucci Wardlow is an H&M I realized that. that I realized that, that. <laughs> I don't need you to that, tell me that that's not fair because how do they know it's H&M are they I don't think so they're very tailored and if it is H&M well so he okay. did tag some of his stuff it's like Calvin Klein he gets his stuff yeah. custom made like he looks he nice know. I can't yeah. think of anyone else that would go face to face with Batista and AEW other than maybe like Ethan Page or like Scorpio mm-hmm. Sky, but like no yeah. one else is like impressing me enough like Batista was. Batista, Fashion Dave, as I call him, <laughs> impeccable, impeccable. But no, you cannot Calvin Klein. I mean, you can tell you can tell the difference, but at the same time, you can tell that Wardlow's gear is fitted. Like there's right. a difference. So if it's H&M, if there's some H&M piece in there, that is a lovely piece of H&M wear that I have to give H&M their kudos because... Good Lord. I mean, it's, it's lovely. Thunder Rosa's gear is fantastic as well. You know, she really takes pride in her heritage and that's something to applaud. Also, I'm trying to think you mentioned Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page at 100% and Ricky Starks. We can't, Oh yes. We have to put Ricky Starks into the conversation. (laughs) I know some people might side eye, but I think the young bucks are actually very creative when it comes to their gear. I know they're very cocky and they had on the Dior. People were going insane because they were priesting them. <laughs> but there is something to be said about the Young Bucks gear. I feel like whenever they come out, they always have something creative, whether it's a play on fashion or the hot pink that sticks in my mm. mind right away. I feel like they're always doing something new. You're always talking about, oh, well, you know, what did the Young Bucks have on last pay-per-view or what did they have on the last show? I swear, I have never seen so much dialogue about Dior's <laughs> until the Young Bucks came out in them. And people are like, well, are they real? They cost this much. And I'm like, yes. y'all. We have to put them in the conversation too, as well as Jericho. You know, the Kim Dilla, who I spoke with for this piece that I did for Fightful, she designed some of Jericho's gear. So 
there's a lot of intricacy that goes into it. The design is just, oh, there are people who put so much work and so much. Miss Sandra. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) And it's, it's great because you mentioned Young Bucks and what I love now, and I don't know if this is something that's been done in the past, but what I'm seeing now in the present for 2022 and beyond is just this focus on uh, different types of style, but also street culture. And I have to give a Young Bucks, you know, real props for that, for really introducing that type of culture into wrestling. And I think that's important because there is synergy within both. And if you want people to look at you besides what you can do in the ring, if you want people to pay attention, you want people to care and to see you as a larger than life character, why not express that in your gear, but also they're relatable with it. You know, a lot of people might not be able to afford, you know, Dior studded (laughs) Jordans or whatnot, but the fact that they're Jordans and if there's someone out there also wearing Jordans and they see the Young Bucks wearing Jordans, you know, you, you feel a sense of camaraderie in some way. So I think it's really cool seeing all of these, you know, wrestlers coming out and looking fantastic and really putting effort into what they're wearing. And, and there's a lot that can be said for that. So I have to bring up this Instagram account that I found. Mm-hmm. And your nails look amazing, by the way. I'm just... Oh, thank you. <laughs> just there's this Instagram account that I found recently. It's called Wrestling and Sneakers, which I think mm-hmm. also plays on that fashion aspect. So this person is watching these shows and finding these sneakers that the superstars or wrestlers are wearing. Not only are the Young Bucks really tapping into this sneaker phenomenon, but you have like Daniel Garcia, you have uh, Indy Cartwell, Carmella, Big E, Roman Reigns, all these they're dripping like they're rocking these custom shoes or these ones that they're really hard to find. And it really adds to their look. I haven't seen one yet where I'm like, oh, they probably shouldn't have had that shoe choice. But you also think about like how long John Cena was wearing these different athletic shoes in the ring. Nikki Bella, Kelly yeah. Kelly is known for hers as well. So mm-hmm. I feel like men and women both involved in wrestling, they really do add that street culture that you're talking about. You know, it's been a thing. You think of like John Cena and how that was like his look, but you know, you have some of the women, you have the men who are really starting to just add it into their character. And it's something that a lot of people are really noticing and talking about. Yeah. And it's, it's so cool. And I like the fact that they're really embracing it. And just like you said, oh my goodness, Carmela's style is, is wonderful. It's sick. She has a great sense of style. I forgot to even mention Sonya Deville. She, her style is fantastic. Even when she's just coming out in those fitted, we're talking about fitted suits again, all pink fitted suit. It's people take notice. And I think that's great that everyone is really embracing fashion. It's not something to be afraid of. And it's not something, you know, I think for a lot of people growing up, it it wasn't fashion wasn't synonymous with wrestling. It wasn't, you know, you noticed what people were wearing or not wearing, but it wasn't like, oh, you didn't know the designer's name. And now we can look at someone and say, oh yeah, they're definitely wearing Gucci or they're definitely wearing Calvin Klein. That is awesome to me. I love fashion and I'm going to check out that account. I didn't know it existed, but now I'm super intrigued and I'm probably just going to start following it and and know every sneaker that everyone's wearing (laughs) and look out for it. (laughs) We've spilled the wine on fashion and wrestling. Let's talk about how you are a contributor to Busted Open Radio. Can you tell me about how you started with the show? Yeah, once again, it was just uh, pitching myself. I hadn't met, it all started with Mr. Dave LaGreca. Shout out to Dave. He's a fantastic human being. He cares so much about wrestling. Um, He's an advocate for wrestlers and the industry. and, And honestly, I owe, you know, 
this opportunity to him as well as to Kevin McElmany at Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And once again, it was a matter of me just pitching myself because I noticed that Dave and I were following each other on social media, but we hadn't really formally met. And I was thinking just one day, you know, I'll just reach out, talk to him, you know, gain some knowledge, some wisdom, because we're following each other and it would be a waste to not, you know, strike up a rapport. So that's how it really happened. And next thing I know, you know, I'm contributing because he sees what I'm doing with Pro Wrestling Illustrated. He thought it would be a, just a great uh, collaboration because he's a huge fan of the magazine. And he, you know, as he stated, he's he's read it, you know, for many, many, many years. He grew up reading PWI and he really respects and honors the magazine's legacy. So he had an idea for me to come on once a month and talk about each issue uh, as they were to come out and what was in the issue, but then to also obviously talk about what was happening within wrestling, uh, depending on the time frame that I would be on the show. And that's how it started. And um, I'm on, you know, once a month, as you were stating, uh, it's usually Fridays, it's with Dave and also Mr. Mark Henry, shout out to Mark. Um, They're both lovely. And it's just an honor to be able to talk with these two gentlemen about you know wrestling and, and something that we love and to be on the show was really great the crew and the team are fantastic I have nothing but nice things to say about them and it's just I'm grateful and, and humbled to be on the show it's been a fantastic experience so far and it's always a laugh there's always something that you know they bring up that I'm just sitting there like this is hilarious. <laughs> so funny um but it's it's great I love being on the show you recently had the opportunity to join Grapsity, which is a show on Fightful amazing show by the way how was it for you oh my goodness that was hilarious to me because I was not I was used to the show I knew what I was you know getting into in terms of appearing but with a show you don't know what you just don't know either they're going to tell you this is what we're going to talk about and lay it out or we just get right into it so I had no idea and perhaps no one else knew that we were going to really start talking about 90s television which I loved I was like oh so we're just getting into this no wrestling we're just going to talk 90s tv we're going to talk 90s music and and it went obviously and devolved into wrestling and topics that were happening at the time we talked about njpw because that's when uh, the announcement came out about njpw and aew show and and there were so many different things it was a whole full two hours um but it was fantastic you know everyone on the show has wonderful chemistry uh they all are very unique personalities but it all works and being able to be a part of that and to really uh, just listen and be in the space but also give my opinion um, it's great, you know, as a woman, I personally like seeing women on, you know, other shows of any kind, but to be with these three guys and, and you know, Will, Phil and, and Reg and to really uh, just be able to have a rapport back and forth and talk with them and have a laugh too. It wasn't all business. It was great because it was, we were just laughing and having a good time. It was just like being with friends and I give a shout out to them as well and really grateful for being on the show and they have an awesome fan base. Uh, you know, their fan base is just phenomenal and the questions that they got and were able to just answer and it, that was really nice to see. It's, it's really cool to see when the fans interact and are really into a show and really appreciate what, uh, the person is doing because it's a lot of hard work putting on a show as I'm sure you know this it's it's a lot of work so when you get that appreciation it just makes it all that much sweeter so I had a blast it was great hopefully I'll be back again what advice would you give to other women that are looking to enter whether it's the writing capacity of wrestling or the audio capacity or video capacity what advice would you give them 
I would say first and foremost, just dive in. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid to quote unquote mess up. There's really no way to mess up. Um, at the end of the day, you're in competition with yourself. That's how I've always looked at it. Um, and that's just, I'm, that's just my opinion, but you don't, you're not going to know how things are going to flow unless you dive in and you just do what you can. Um, there's so much opportunity out there in so many different ways. And it also starts at home too, that you can really build a base for yourself at home with whatever you have at your, just, you know, on your desktop. So whether it's a laptop, you have um, your phone that you can do to create videos or create audio, um, get started doing that. And then also know what exactly you want to do, but don't be afraid to kind of open your eyes to other possibilities and other lanes. So for instance, if you really wanna do interviews, um, get started bit by bit, find out what, uh, what promotions are in your area to start with. If there are no promotions in your area now, we're doing a lot of things virtually or hybrid. So you can uh, just make those connections, uh, make those phone calls or those emails or do what you have to do to find one or two people um, to ask those questions and say, hey, this is something that I want to do. Do you think you can help me out? And if people see that you're serious about it, they will begin to take you seriously and they'll give you a chance. I have to say, it's there are a lot of no's in the industry in general, you know, wrestling, entertainment, you're going to be met with no's but you have to keep pushing if this is something you want to do. And then if it turns out that you want to say do interviews first, but then you're like, oh, I think I like commentating more, then you can always pivot and try commentating or you can pivot and try podcasting. Um, what I will say when it comes to journalism and writing, um, there's so many websites out there. Uh, contact those websites, you know, just hit people up, whether uh, you go on the website itself, you find that email address, or if you're bold enough to slide in the DMs of an editor, but be professional when you do it, you know, have a certain way in which you can say to that editor, hey, my name is such and such, I, you know, whether you're out of high school, college, whatever your background is, um, just make sure you're short, sweet, professional, uh, and then whatever will happen will happen. But if this is something you really want to do, um, try different avenues. Don't give up right away. Just try and see what you could potentially do. And don't be afraid to fail. There's really no failure. It's, it's a word that scares a lot of people because no one really wants to fail. But there will be times where you're going to have ups and downs and you just have to roll with the wave. And as time goes on, you're going to figure out where you fit in and you just got to keep rolling with it. And you can't assume that you're going to have success like as soon as you start, um, because that's just not, <laughs> that's really just not how things happen. I mean, there might be uh, people where that has happened, but that's not always the norm. So just really come into the mindset of thinking, okay, if this is something I want to do, just dive in be professional, um, know what exactly it is that you want to do to start, but don't be afraid to pivot. And last but not least, have fun with it. You know, just have fun, be yourself, be authentic, and don't be afraid. So thank you, Candice, so much for joining me here on Wrestling Wind Down. Where can the people keep up with you on social media? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. It was a blast. Uh, you can find me on social media, my Twitter account at Candice Cordelia, that's C-A-N-D-E. 
A-C-E-C-O-R-D-E-L-I-A. -E -E you can also find me on my Instagram account, thatgirlcandice16 or thatgirlcandice16. I'm on Instagram as well. You can also look for me on the PWI YouTube channel. That's where my show lands. It's called Face Turn with Candice Cordelia. Uh, you can check out all of the interviews I've done so far and we have so much more in store. Um, I'm starting to get back into traveling. So you're going to see me at shows. I will be doing interviews. It's going to be a blast. And to be quite honest, you just never know where I might show up. So <laughs> just keep your eyes peeled on announcements. This month alone is going to be really, I, I'm just very grateful for the opportunities that are rolling in. So if you also have any questions for me, you can find me on those social media accounts and Broadway World, you can find me on there as well, uh, broadwayworld.com. I have a series there also where I interview uh, up and coming uh, stars on Broadway. And that's been really fun also. So if you're into acting in Broadway, you can certainly find me on there interviewing uh, these lovely actors as they're just finding their way on the stage. And that's also been extremely fun. So you can check that out as well. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? Until next time, enjoy your wine, and of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.